Welcome to the Driven Real Estate Podcast by Remax Hallmark, where we interview top performing realtors, listen to their ideas, strategies, and advice so we can raise the bar and make your story a success story. Here's your host, John Der Perez. Hey everybody, this is John Der Perez. Thank you for tuning in to the Driven Real Estate Podcast by Remax Hallmark. Before starting in real estate, today's guest traveled throughout Southeast Asia and landed a job teaching English in Korea. He's a champion at Ultimate Frisbee, a recipient of the Remax Hall of Fame Award, and he's on the Remax Top 100 list for individual realtors in Canada. Let's welcome Jamie Dempster. Jamie, what's the secret to your success? Consistency. Staying consistent with what you do and how you do it. Um, and also finding people in your life that want to see you succeed. So I call them cheerleaders. Uh, I think I have about four or five cheerleaders that I can say send me a few referrals a year. And it's not because they want anything in return. It's just because they're positive people. And I, you know, I promote them and what they do. And I enjoy spending time with them. And they want to... And they promote me. So there's a, there's two keys. One is consistency in your marketing. And the other one is is making sure you're surrounding yourself with good people. Awesome. So, Jamie, how did you get started in real estate? Uh, 13 years ago, I was teaching English in Korea and traveling Southeast Asia without a clue on what I wanted to do in my life. And uh, I ended up uh, getting a call uh, from my mother, who a lot of people know, Barb Dempster, has been in the business forever. She's, she's pretty much a legend, which is awesome. Um... And she said, come back, because she, I think she didn't want me to stay and fall in love and live in Asia for the rest of my life. And she said, come work with me, and um, if you don't like it, you don't have to do it. But if you do like it, then it's better that you get into it now versus waiting 10, 15 years uh, and then jumping into it later on when she potentially could be retired. Yeah, so earlier we were talking about uh, how you were talk- how are you teaching English in Korea, how you did yeah. a bit of your travels. Mm-hmm. So, Jamie, tell us a little bit about how did traveling, how did that whole experience traveling abroad sort of shape your early years in real estate once you were, once you did get started in the family business? Um, traveling definitely helped me in a way because I was meeting new people constantly. Situations were changing. I was putting myself in vulnerable positions. And a lot of real estate and, and, and what you do in this business to be successful is the ability to step outside your comfort zone and put yourself in vulnerable positions. So I was traveling by myself. I landed in Kuala Lumpur with a lonely planet in my hand and no place to stay. And I said, Jamie, what the hell did you just do? <laughs> and But I made it work. Mm-hmm. And I, I aligned myself. I found good people to, tra- to travel alongside me, uh, other single travelers. Um, who were, were doing the same thing as me, and and it was a blast. It was a great time. So I, I was able to bring those. That That's the main skill I was able to bring back, was the ability to assess a person uh, within five minutes of meeting them and, and having to make a judgment call really quick on whether I want this person in my life um, you know, to share a room or when I was back in Toronto, uh, a client to work with, because I assess clients as much as they assess me. Um, that's one of my things when a client says I need to interview you I you know sometimes I'll tell them I need to interview them as well because mm-hmm. it needs to be a, you know it needs to be a reciprocal thing or else there's really no point in working together right so it's great to see that parallel between travel and real estate where in traveling you're meeting someone for the first time and you've got to assess the situation and and see how that goes and in real estate the same thing you, you meet a lot of uh, prospects or clients for the same for the very first time and you've got to see where where sort of that kind of business opportunity will take you so Absolutely. Jamie, when you were starting out, so you've done, you've done, you did your traveling. Yeah. You started out with the family business. Yeah. Even though there, I guess, is a bit of experience with 
with the family working in the business, you started out, you know, under the guidance of your mom, but pretty much on your own at the same time, right? Absolutely. So yeah. what was one of the biggest challenges you, you'd say you faced when you were starting out in the real estate business? So first off, I want to just rewind. When I got into it, I'm very grateful. I did have a business to go into. My mom did have an assistant, Susan, who just retired. She's fantastic. And now we have Victoria, who's amazing. Um, so I'm very fortunate and grateful to have her uh, helping me. Um, and helping the team. Um, when I first got into the business, uh, yes, I did have clients that my mom would put me in touch with, but truthfully, it was not managed. Uh, my mom, she would, she would say that she's not a great manager. She's an amazing real estate agent. And I'm grateful for that because I was thrown into the fire. Uh, my first deal, I was just telling you, I missed seven initials and seven signatures. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I missed five on the same deal and then four. And then I tried to ask the agent if I could deliver the check the next week. I had no <laughs> clue what I was like. I was just trying to fly. I was mm -hmm. learning as I was going, uh, a lot, like a lot of other agents do. So I don't want the perception to be I was being micromanaged and taught every single thing as I was going along. I wasn't. Mm -hmm. um, the biggest challenge I faced was my age. I was young. Um, as soon as I, I was telling you, as soon as I could grow a beard, I did. Uh, and I still have the beard today because even if I shave it today, I mm -hmm. think I look like I'm 19. And you still look young today. <laughs> That's right. And my joke with clients is because they said, You're, you look a lot young. How old did you get in the mm -hmm. business? And I said, well, when I was 10. <laughs> uh, no, I, you know, I'm 37 now, mm -hmm. 37 in November. Um, my biggest challenge was my age and people trusting me. And the biggest thing that I had going for me, and you have to identify your strengths, is I had a voracious energy to deliver service to people and and go out there and be there for them 24 hours a day seven days a week and show them that yes i don't have the experience but i have uh, an intangible energy and a passion to see them succeed in whatever real estate adventure that they're that they're um that they're looking to to go on yeah so you were you were young you grew a beard and uh, you needed to gain of course the i trust. didn't grow the beard till i was 30 <laughs> so Fair it was enough. a while where i was clean shaven so you were you were young you got into the business you you gained a little bit of experience so how did you initially though overcome that i guess the trust factor so somebody's coming to you for the first time they want to sell their house or, or they want to buy a house how did you overcome the the tr how did you develop that trust with somebody knowing that you were still a bit new in the business and you still needed to gain that experience uh, a lot of it's just caring caring about what people it's not about me and i learned that a long time ago and it's not about the commission at the end of the day that comes with it um because you do hard work and then the commission will come and the money will come but you have to do the work first and so my focus was um making sure that people understood without a shadow of a doubt that their interest came first um and i was going to work harder than everybody anybody else to make sure that they did well um, and my biggest line and I learned this from Buffini I got to give him credit there um, was if you don't know the answer to something then you're gonna find out the answer mm -hmm. and that was what I used time and time and time and time again and the more situations I put myself in the more buildings I showed the more houses I showed the more information and, and career capital I was able to build allowing me to buy more free time later so early on, it was just long hours, 24 hours a day, basically always being available and just trying to absorb information as much as I could, as fast as I could. And so it sounds like a great learning journey that you had. And earlier we were talking about a situation in as much as, you know, in your travels early on in the business, you learned this, you know, to work and find the people that you want to work with. You were telling me earlier about an experience uh, when you had a listing presentation 
and uh, I guess you were assessing, you know, maybe you had a, I think there was an objection that you were faced with. Can you tell me a bit about, about that? And can you share it with us, what you were... Uh... I was at a listing presentation. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. We were just talking about this. Um, and this guy owns a company and he's, he's with, his, with his brother. He's a fantastic guy, fantastic family. And, but he runs the sales department for it. And he basically, he wanted me to sell their house for 1%. And I just said no. Uh, that's not happening. <laughs> I just told them that, you know, we can stop right there. But basically, I outlined to them that essentially my job, well, what I'm going to do for them is is, is I'm going to basically work for free. Uh, and and he kind of looked at me and said, how does that work? I said, well, how about I tell you I'm going to work so hard for you. My marketing plan is so good that I'm going to uh, make you $20,000 and I'm going to make me $20,000. And essentially, you don't have to pay me anything. Um, because that's my intention. When I take that listing, I can't quantify it, uh, but at the same time, that is my goal going into the, the, the process with these guys. It isn't that they're going to pay me anything. My mentality is I need to be so good that I make them money and I make myself money and they don't pay me anything. Absolutely, and that's where you create that value. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So right now you've got a very successful business. You've been doing this now for 13 years. What does a, what does a typical day of a Jamie Dempster look like? What do you do from the moment you wake up to the moment you call it a day? What does that day look like for you? So, so I get up. I have a two-and-a-half-year-old at home. So a lot of times that's him grabbing my ears or like jumping on me, uh, which is awesome, which is a cool way to wake up. And I got to, you know, cause everyone says how, how fast it goes. So I'm enjoying it. I have a six-month-old at home, so usually that starts with them. So I'm not like John Deere where I wake up at four in the morning, like this guy, he's crazy, hits the gym and then goes home and is a, da uh, is a dad and then and then to the office for work. Um, so I wake up with my kids, get them all settled, and then I try to find 20 minutes, and I got an amazing wife who's super understanding. She knows sort of what I need, and I do what's called priming, and I learned this from Tony Robbins and listening to podcasts, and it starts off with just priming my day. I don't check my emails. I don't check my phone. I spend my time with my kids and then I jump into being grateful for three things, just three basic things in life. And my wife laughed because she found a piece of paper the other day and one day it was my hair, just having my whole head of hair. And she's like, that's ridiculous. I said, well, at the same time, it's not because I think there's a lot of other people out there that don't have all their hair and they wish they did. So I'm just grateful for like just silly things, but stuff that I might take for granted. Um, and then I go into just thinking about people that, that are really positive influences on my life that want to see me do really well. Uh, and then I go into my three stretch goals. Um, and then I, I say them out loud and then I try to write all this stuff down. And then it takes about 10, 15 minutes. If I'm really having a good time, it's 20 minutes. And then after that, I, I help get the kids ready. And then I head into the office. And every time I'm in my car, I've been listening to podcasts. So I turn my car into a virtual you know, university learning, constantly learning, and I have a lot of fun with it. And I get in the office, I sit down with Victoria, who's an amazing assistant. I think I already mentioned that, but I'll say it again. And um, and we sort of just, you know, we talk about it, our lives and what's going on. We, you know, that's important. And then we jump into sort of strategy, and then I do two hours of prospecting, or you know, I try to lay out my goals. So I have X amount of clients. I want to get a listing that week. How do I do it? And I I work my way backwards from that. That's awesome. So you're also a uh, you're also very into sports. You're a yeah. sports enthusiast, yeah. and you mentioned to me as well that you're an ultimate uh, frisbee champ. So 
tell me a little bit about you know what what does it uh, how does that play into your real estate you know the traveling the sports and then ultimately I mean you've got a family you've got a young family amazing kids and wife so what is it what is it that keeps you motivated to perform at such a high level of energy in every in every single day and how does that how does your traveling how does your sports and how does your family sort of tie into that motivation I'm just exci- I honestly I'm just excited I'm excited about I tell people in what I love about this job is if you told me what I had to do next week and you mapped out my calendar fully for next week and you said, you got to be there, you got to be there, you got to be like a CEO has their whole year mapped out. Mm-hmm. And some people love that. I love the uncertainty. I love having a blank calendar and then every day next week I know it's going to be filled completely uh, with different prospecting, meeting new people. And that's the exciting thing for me, going from place to place to place, doing different things, constantly fluid, meeting new people. Um, I do schedule in my sports, so squash, ultimate. It's a time for me to hit the court or hit the ultimate field. And for that hour, I don't think about my kids. I don't think about work. I don't think about, I literally am dialed into my team and what I'm doing and I'm having so much fun. And I can play two days of ultimate. I can play a full day of a squash tournament with a nice dinner at night. It's fantastic. And that to me, I wake up the next day or I wake up two days later and that's like taking a week vacation literally from two days of just checking out mentally completely from work and that's why i do it and you feel recharged after that absolutely yeah. yeah so how do you balance all of that i start the week with scheduling what i what i need to do first i talk to my wife i say what do we have going on what do you need what do you need that's first she needs to get runs in she needs to she's got meetings at work whatever uh, those go in the calendar my squash sports go in the calendar And then I go ahead and I schedule work around those. Mm -hmm. And my belief is I'm going to work with clients that understand that I have a life too. And they're going to work with me. Of course, there's offers, multiple offers, and things are going to change. My wife fully understands that, you know, things can change on a moment's notice because a bully offers come in and I've got to blow up my calendar to make it work, which, you know, let's be honest, that's going to happen. But if I go into each week with the intention of these are my number one focuses, and and um, and that that's basically how I make it work. Yeah, so basically, you've you you know your priorities. You know what you have to do for work because you've got those goals. Uh, but the I guess the key takeaway here is you actually have a priority over your work in in which you have your personal things that you want to do, things that your wife wants to do, your family, your social, your sports, and then you sort of schedule work around that. Absolutely, and at the core of it, it's it comes down to control. Mm-hmm. It's the feeling of either this business can control you or you can control this business. Absolutely. If you feel like this business is controlling you, mm-hmm. it's not a nice feeling. It's like anything in life. If you mm-hmm. feel like somebody else is controlling what you're doing, we're entrepreneurs. We like to be in control. Uh, it took me years to figure this out because when you first start out, I was at the whim of all my clients all the time. And maybe that's what you have to do when you start out, um, you know, just to get the career capital, like I was talking about, and the experience and the knowledge to buy yourself out of situations that otherwise you put yourself in and definitely i can see jamie how that's such a high a big source of energy and motivation for you because you get to do what you want to do and of course the business and the work part of this you love to do it anyway right Absolutely. so that's an amazing way to balance it so jamie some of the listeners right now are realtors who have just gotten their license they're new in their careers some of them might be experienced however facing challenges and others might be looking to get into the real estate business so what, is, what would be your advice 
to realtors out there, no matter what level of their career or whatever level career capital they have right now, <laughs> and using your terms, what would your advice be to them? My advice would be uh, stick with it. So consistency um, and stick with what you believe you can do really well. Um, I'm reading a book by Cal Newport right now called So Good They Can't Ignore You. I try to read a ton. So when I first got in the business, uh, you know, uh, the seven habits of successful people. My point is, you know, stick with what you do really well. Master one thing. So if that's five streets in a neighborhood, pick five streets, cold call, door knock, host a community event, and just dive right in and become that master, that expert. Uh, I think Christopher Beebe, I was listening to his last week, a fantastic podcast, Chris. Um, he, he started with one building, and then he went to three, then he went to five, and now he's, you know, you know God knows how many he's in now. Um, but it starts with one, and he mastered that one. So, so really dial it in, focus, and realize it takes three to five years. You might start off by doing five deals the first year, but you got to realize you're planting seeds and you're creating a network and make sure that you get your systems in place early so those people are being touched upon every month and that you're reaching out to them. And don't be shy. People want to hear from you. You know, you know, just because you're building such a strong relationship with them when they sell a house that you should be able to call them and they're happy to hear from you. So don't don't feel like, you know, they that they're going to be annoyed or anything, you know. That's the, you know, if you have that mentality, then, then that's definitely a mistake that you don't want to make. Absolutely. Jamie, thank you so much for the insight that you've given us. I, I really love the, uh, the, the depth of your experience from traveling to playing ultimate frisbee to uh, you know, being able to balance what you do at such a high level of performance and yet be able to spend time with your family, with your kids, with your wife, and overall enjoy the business. So, Jamie, thanks again, and uh, we wish you the very best and much success in everything that you do. Thank you, John. This has been great, and uh, I wish you success in everything you do because uh, you're really good at it. Thank so, you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Driven Real Estate Podcast. To listen to more success stories, visit our website at hallmarkdriven.com.